Peter chapter number one tonight. I want to finish up where we started Wednesday night, if the Lord will be my helper. Dealing with this series of things hard to be understood. And if you were here Wednesday night, if you were not, we'll catch you up. We dealt with this issue of suffering, which seems to be some of the theme tonight in the service. And uh, some of these things are hard to be understood. Why do we suffer? Why do we go through suffering? Why do we see so much suffering in the world and the lives of God's children? And it presents us a, a great question. Even to the Christian, there's a strong element of mystery in these questions of suffering. And we said, after reading 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse number 6 and 7, we'll read that instead of reading the entirety of the text, wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations. That the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found into praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen, ye love, and whom though now ye see him not, yet believing ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Peter's saying, at present, you're temporary, temporary, temporarily harassed by all sorts of troubles and sufferings. But what you're going through and what you're facing will yield a most excellent thing in that your faith will come through as gold. We said that in the life of every Christian, there are periods and experiences of suffering and trial. They're different than the everyday troubles of the world because they're on purpose. They're not, they're not by happenstance or they're not by chance or a roll of the dice, but rather they're purposed by God in the life of His children. If you're glad your sufferings are not on accident, say amen tonight. It would be a hard thing for the child of God to go through thinking that your trials were just by happenstance or that your suffering was just by happenstance. In this question or this thought of things that are hard to be understood that we're going to be looking at over the next little bit, we dealt with this issue of suffering and we asked the question, is it a mystery or is it a ministry? And we confirmed through the Word of God that it was not a mystery, that it was not an accident, but rather it was a ministry for you and I. Secondly, we dealt with the fact that these periods of suffering and trial are intermittent. They come and they go. And then we said that these trials are purposeful. We said that they are to prove the reality of our faith. To strengthen our faith. To prove that we have faith in the first place. And to strengthen our faith when we come on the other side. 
We made this statement that it's to discipline and to educate us. And may I say that a proof of God's love on our life is that He wants to purge us and, and take us through the fire. If you're a son, if you're a daughter of the Lord Jesus Christ, you will face trial. And it is because that He loves you. We said this, that the purpose of the suffering is to humble, humble us. To purify us. To qualify us to help others like we've already mentioned in the service. The Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter number 1, we comfort one another with the comfort that we ourselves have received of God. To qualify us to help others. To prove to us, we said, that His sufficiency and His grace is enough. We also said this, it makes us long for heaven. We added this at the end. I, uh, I, I, I would say that the suffering above all is to and meant and purposed in us to form us to the image of the Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 8 and 28, for we know, we don't guess at, we don't wonder, we don't have to take a shot in the dark, but we know that all things work together. For good. To them who love God and are the called according to His purpose. We know that all things work together for good. All things work together for good. To them who are called to God according to His purpose. For whom He did foreknow, He also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of of His Son. I will preach that and preach that and preach that second verse. It's hard to rip Romans 8 and 28 without understanding why the things that He's bringing us through are on purpose. It's in order to form us into the image of His Son. To make us look like Jesus. To make us walk like Jesus. To make us talk like Jesus. To make us act like Jesus. God works His Son in us. Works His Son in us. And we will never know the Lord without sufferings. We said this. These periods of suffering and trials are varied in their nature. In verse number 6 of 1 Peter 1, wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations. Manifold. Many different kinds of varied in their complexity. That means that you may suffer physically, that you may suffer in a form of sickness, infirmity or weakness. There may be trials that affect you emotionally, that ravage your emotions, that you can't get a bead on why or what you're going through. All you know is that you're going through it. Emotionally, 
Mentally we said. Spiritually we said. Domestically. Changes in your family. Situations that arise. Pain that only you can know. And pain that you dare not tell anyone. For fear that there might shine forth some element of your weakness. Or some element of something that Satan has worked in you. And tried your faith by these great sufferings that are up on you. Yes, your weakness and your child may be varied. It may be emotional. It may be loss of family. It may be a form of sickness physically, spiritually, mentally in the domestic domestic realms. There may be poverty that you might go through. Others are tried by their prosperity, we said. Some have take, take, taken on a lower position. But all the manifold and tra- varied trials and sufferings that God permits in His children are purposeful and they are for His glory and for your good. These periods of suffering and trial, we did not say, but fifthly tonight, these periods of suffering and trial are sometimes very severe. In verse number 7, Paul, uh, Peter rather speaks that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire. This refining fire suggests the idea of severity, of challenge, of heartbreak, of a very pressing matter on our life. But thank God, no testing will ever be so severe that God does not know that we can bear it and make it through to the other side. 1 Corinthians 10 and verse number 13. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common, as common to man... But God is faithful. I'm not faithful. You're not faithful. Our friends are not faithful. And sometimes our family members are not faithful. But dearly beloved tonight, honey, you can take it to the bank. Our precious Savior, He is faithful. And there'll never be a valley. There'll never be a trial. There'll never be an issue. There'll never be a suffering that you'll ever go through. That he's not in it with you tonight. Hallelujah to the name of God. Oh yes, tonight. Many trials, many issues, many times. Brother Tim, that I thought. Brother Terry, that I might not make it through to the other side. Such temptation, such trial, such issue. How will we make it through? But blessed be the name of God. Though the trial has been severe, though the fire has burned hot, though the issues has came on me, I'm here to testify to you that God has brought us through tonight. Hallelujah. Bless the name of God. We're just trophies of grace. All we are tonight is just a trophy on His table stool. Bless the name of the Lord. And I can't help but wonder that if one 
walked by the collection of God in you and I. Oh, there's many things that you may be proud of tonight. Oh, there's many things that might be precious to you that you might invite a neighbor in and tell them about a story about something that you have. For me, it may be my guitars or my mandolins or my collectibles or my baseball card. I don't know what your collectible is, but I might tell a story. But in the great economy of God, as God invites those in the great hall of faith and in your life to look at the stories, we can all stand and say, yes, I brought that one through this. Yes, I brought that one through this. I brought this one through that trial and that one through that trial tonight beloved if you're saved he's gonna bring you through hallelujah well I feel like preaching tonight Charlie got on me and said I've been preaching too long so we'll be quick hallelujah I love you sweetheart thank you for keeping me straight yes yes Yes, sometimes these sufferings are very severe, but God is faithful. Hallelujah. I don't know if you can testify to it tonight, but this little old poor pitiful preacher can tell you that I don't know what you're experiencing. I don't know what you're going through. And some of you tonight have been through so much more that I can ever experience and ever hope to know. I was thinking about Sister Tina as she stood before us tonight after losing a precious husband, a dear man of God who loved the Lord Jesus Christ and gave his life to the church and gave his body to the church to serve God. He served God in the Christmas plays. He served God in the ministries. He served God in the fellowships. He served the people of God in the church. And she lost him this past year. But I saw a woman tonight who stood before you and I that said, I choose the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm glad to know that God will take us through. Hallelujah. Bless his holy name. I'm glad I'm saved. If you're lost, you don't have this hope. But the people of God have got it tonight. Woo, hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Thank you, Father, tonight. Oh, yes. He's never left me. Nor forsaken me. And he looked at his disciples and said, Lo, I am with you even to the ends of the earth. Hallelujah. God is faithful in the severity and in the pain of your suffering. And it is on purpose, and it is by design. And not by accident. Sixthly tonight, these trials and sufferings that we experience are all related to the future. In verse 7 of 1 Peter chapter number 1, that the trial of your faith being much more precious 
and of gold that perisheth. And I want to tell you again tonight, gold perishes. Money comes and goes. Pleasures of this world fade and come and go away. Oh, but the faith that He's working on inside of you, it's much more precious than that of gold. And the trial of your faith is precious. Oh, you ain't got enough money to get out of the shape you're in tonight or the suffering that you're in. But oh, who, who needs money when the very trial you're going through is more valuable to God than gold? Oh, these are wonderful truths. These trials and sufferings and experience were all related to the future. I got rabbit trailed just for a second. Verse number seven, they're much more precious than gold. Though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of the Lord Jesus Christ. Beloved, Peter tells us, if our trials are patiently born, they will result in praise and glory and honor when Jesus comes again. And this is something that we are expected to accept by faith. 2 Corinthians 4 and 17. For our light affliction... <laughs> which is but for a moment, but for a moment, worketh in us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. One day, one day we will look back on all our trials and sufferings, Brother Bill, and we'll see the reason why. And we'll thank God that He brought us through them. Hallelujah. Now we can only thank Him and praise Him by faith. But when we see Him as He is, one day we will know why He brought us through the trial. Then it'll be by sight. We'll drop these veils. These scales will fall from off our eyes. And we'll see Him as He is and worship Him. And we'll look back. Hallelujah. Over the trials of our life. Oh, and the questions we have now. Why God? Why God? Why God? Why God? We'll know and see in fact and in feeling. Thank God. These trials and sufferings that we experience are all related to the future. And the comfort that God gives, He gives to us now in current longing for Him. Lastly tonight, the secret of victory. The secret. Everybody's always looking for the secret, ain't they? What's the key? What's the secret? The secret of victory, church. The secret of victory. 
is in chapter number one, verse number eight of First Peter. <laughs> Matter of fact, let's look at Second Peter, chapter number one and verse number eight. We'll go back to First Peter. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, verse number 4, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue. Add to your faith. You get that? That's the starting point. How's your faith tonight? Add to your faith virtue. To virtue, knowledge, and to knowledge, temperance. And to temperance, patience. And to patience, godliness. And to godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 4 and 16. For this cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is, redu is renewed day by day. Friend of God tonight, I know that it is hard in your suffering. To keep view. Isn't that the challenge and the trial of suffering? Job said, if I, you let me touch his wealth, he'll curse you. Job said, God, or Satan said to God, if you let me touch his family, I'll get him to curse you. Satan couldn't make him budge there, so he said, if you let me touch his health, if you let me touch his body, he'll curse you. The Lord said that, only not take his life. Hear me tonight, church, it was hard for Job in the trial to focus on what we're talking about tonight. But there was something working in him that was far bigger than Job was. And I want to tell you tonight, church, there's something working in you that's far bigger than you are. I dare say that every single one in here, every single one of us in here tonight, as God has brought us through the suffering, as God has brought us through the challenges, as God has brought us through the pain, as God has brought us through the issues, I dare say that every single one of us look back and say, I don't know how I made it through. And I don't know how I got here but I know that He is faithful. And I know 
that he never left me. And I know that at the nighttime hour, when I had no one to call, when I sat in my place alone by myself, there was no one to pick up the phone and talk to. I couldn't get a hold of anybody. I couldn't reach out to anyone. Blessed be the name of God. He was with you. Hallelujah. Well, bless the name of the living God. Tonight, I'm grateful that God is lining this thing up for His glory. I am grateful tonight that this is in your life. Can you imagine? Now, Brother Lee Davis, my brother-in-law, his dad. Brother Lee's gone on to meet the Lord. Him and Brother Chuck are in heaven tonight, praising God. But Brother Lee Davis fought a good fight. Brother Lee Davis is one of the most influential people on my life. I loved him. He was... He took, a, he took an interest in me in my early ministry and I want to thank the Lord for him. Called me, called me to uh, come to his church and preach a lot. I, I just, I love Brother Lee. And he quoted that verse that says, it rains on the just and the unjust. And it does. It rains on the just and the unjust. But he said this. He said, I'm grateful that it rains on the unjust, but I'm grateful that when it rains on the just, they have someone to stand there and hold the umbrella. I've seen folks that are lost that have went through things and they've tried to explain it. They've tried to figure it out. They've tried to rationalize it and logically walk through it and not really know why it's happening. But brother, tonight I've seen the saints of God come through the valley of the shadow of death and rejoice in the Lord and say, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Hallelujah. I've seen it. I've seen it. Oh, bless the name of the Lord tonight. Charlie, I could go for another 20 minutes, but I'm going to stop right here. I'm so glad I'm